Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. And welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm sitting here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello. 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 Let me just tell you. Let me just cut you off and start you again. Boop. And cut you off. One more time. Boop. And we're done. Uh, we uh, usually record these shows in Melbourne, Australia. We but do. Jess, tell us. behind the curtain. Little, well, behind the curtain. And what if I open this curtain in the hotel room we're sitting in, <gasps> what can you see out there? I can see hundreds of beautiful people enjoying some poolside fun Whoa, at what? Ozo Resort in Koh Samui. Thailand. Thailand. We're in Thailand. Stop perving on all those beautiful people I out won't. there. I won't. Look at those big old sexy people. Oh, wow. And there's one real uggo, but we will not say who. <laughs> but if you're listening, that's it's the you. Section. Oh, uh, hang on. I was looking myself <laughs> in the face. And we will not say who I was looking at in the face, in the mirror. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's confusing. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> trying, to, trying to save my own feelings a little bit. Oh, oh okay, that's great. fair. That's fair. That's Thank fair. you for doing that. Yeah, we are in Kosovo. We've been here for a couple of days. And uh, Oh, yeah. We got here yesterday. Or, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I count that as a day, but yeah, I see what you're saying. We've been here on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm arguing semantics. It's late in the Tuesday, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll just c- cut off this terrible <laughs> fight here. We've been together for tw- less than 24 hours and we're already killing each other. Uh, this time we have separate rooms too, so we can even escape each other, yet... We don't because we love each other so much. Absolutely. And we are on tour as part of the Kosamui International Podcast Festival. Yes. With the crew from the Little Dum Dum Club and a bunch of other Australian comedians. They've flown to this resort and the festival starts tonight when we're recording. And when you hear it, that was last night. And uh, <laughs> if you listen on the day that the Let podcast Let me just comes out. stop this terrible conversation. <laughs> 
And let's get on with the show. This is it's it's real nice to be doing this podcast in the sunshine. Well, I mean in the shade near the sunshine. Yeah, we're in an air-conditioned room. There's about 10 metres and I can see sun hitting the grass. But as soon as we finish, we have to go and do some business stuff. You know, it's not all play here. We've got some work to do and tonight is, of course, the opening night of the festival. We're having a big piss up. So what we need to do is get through this report so we can go and do business That's drinks. That's right. Business drinks. That's right. And this show, if you haven't listened to it before, is a show where three good friends, obvious friends, get together <laughs> and they take it in turns uh, to research a topic and bring that research back to the class yeah. and report it to the other two. The other two don't know what the topic is until we start and we get onto that topic with a question. And this week I'm doing the, the report. But can I ask a question? Sure. You said obvious friends. Yeah. That was what uh, someone said ages ago. Very early on. Are we your best friends? In this room. Yes. Best friends in this room. Yes, yes. Oh my god! Water bottle, your number, <laughs> your number four. <laughs> that means um, tissue box number number three. God, <laughs> oh, stop! Stop pointing out how extravagant our hotel rooms are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got tissue box. Anyway, okay, you ask the question, get us onto the topic. Here is my question: Which Australian bank robbers share their nickname with a movie title? Oh, Australian bank robbers. Ooh. Um, Armageddon. Oh, Titanic. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, uh, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Get him to Robbers. the Greek. Robbers. Okay. The Wogboy 2. Robbers. Robbers of Mykonos. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. But no, none of these. John, Who? Tell you. Is no. The f- is the film actually about the robbers or is it just a coincidence? No, it's a famous film. I think, uh, I mean... The media took the name of a film and, and right, okay. dubbed them with it. What uh, can you give us a clue about the film? Uh, it's about two stupid people. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! So it's the Dumb and Dumber robbers or the Dumb and Dumber bandits. Ooh! Oh, I love a, a dumb robbery story. Yeah, well, they are fantastic and apparently plentiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And this topic was suggested by, as far as I know, just one man named Gavin Fry. Oh, good on you, Gavin Fry. On your Fryzy. It's always great when only one person has suggested it. I love yeah. that. And then there's so many other people that then comment and go, how was there only one? You know? And you're like, well, because you didn't follow the submission form. There can only form. be one. That's a, mo- that's a quote from another movie, Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> oh, Back in the habit. Kings of Mykonos. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so, let us begin the report. Is that another line? Yeah, that's from a, another movie. Oh. Um, You're dressed like lettuce in that you are wearing green. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows lettuce wears green. Look at that lettuce boy. <laughs> Start the report, lettuce boy. <laughs> On March the 21st, 2005, two men wearing ski masks and goggles, brandishing BB guns, entered the West Star Bank on Hanson Road... Hanson Ranch Road in Vail, which is a wealthy ski resort town in Colorado and the USA. Oh. Stands for United States of America. Ah. I don't know why. It should be USOA. So yeah. A little O, they. Yeah, a little O, they. <laughs> Oy vey. The men yelled at the two bank tellers, uh, bank tellers named Jessica Gunther like and her. Kim Vasquez. Did they yell, Jessica Gunther? Put it in the bag. <laughs> Vasquez, I forgot your first name. Also, I helped Jessica put it in the bag. Something like that, but apparently swore a bit as well. Oh, there's no need for that. And they said, give, give us all your money. Give us all your fucking money. Yeah, well, 
Really? You know, I guess that's probably what they say. Probably. Potty mouth. Yuck. Putting a bad name out there internationally for Australians. So they're Australian guys? Yeah, but I haven't told you that yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I did at the start. Yeah. In the question. <laughs> One of the tellers was thrown to the floor. Oh, dear. Uh, and hurt for belly. Yeah, you oh, thrown to gosh. the floor. And the other was dragged to the vault to get the money. She was told to open it with a gun held against her head. So they were BB guns, but as far as I knew, they were real guns. So they looked quite real. Yeah. Uh, once in, she filled pillowcases with cash. The pillowcases had their names written on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> are they BYO pillowcases or are they just in the vault? Well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming they must have. Why are there pillowcases at a bank? Just in case. Maybe they're having a slumber party. Yeah. Ooh. Do you think Jessica and Vasquez were about to have a party? Yeah, were they wearing pyjamas? Yes, it I think they it were. Wasn't said, do you reckon, so not, do you reckon there's enough room that we could have a slumber party while we're here? Yeah, look at the size of that bed. Yeah. I'll curl up at the bottom like a little dog. Sure. <laughs> I reckon we can make that work. But we do each have a bed. Ah. Yeah, well, we're That's here for a few nights. One night in my room, then Matt's, <laughs> yeah. then Jess's. Yes. The final night, one night off, and then one more night... <laughs> We'll roll the dice. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be. <laughs> An armoured car got bogged in the snow, so it was unable to make it to this small branch that day, meaning there was more cash on the premises than there should have been. Oh. And the men got away with approximately $130,000 in US oh, cash. Oh, that's a lot of cash. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but it's not that much really, is it? In terms of like... Okay, I'd take it. Yeah, but uh, would you risk going to jail forever for 130 grand and throwing a woman to the floor? Oh, I'd throw a woman to the floor in a fun wrestling match oh, with her right, consent. Well, you probably, uh, probably get paid better for that than this. Yeah, good point. It's the, nothing to like. It's nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, so I guess it's it's a lot because it was such a tiny bank, no security guards, just the two tellers, the only people on premises. Right, so that's why it's targeted, I guess. Yeah, and, and is it a, a stroke of luck for the robbers that? The uh, armoured car didn't make it? Yeah, so at least it seemed like a stroke of luck. Right. Oh. Oh, unless they made it snow. <laughs> <gasps> the two men were arrested the following day at Denver Airport trying to fly to Mexico. Denver Airport, you say? Yeah, that's where Blucifer's mm. from, I believe. That's true. Hmm. Mm. Getting interesting, is it? <laughs> we did an episode ages ago, for those who don't know, about uh, the spooky Denver Airport. This yep. is in our live Sydney episode from last year. About conspiracy theories. And that yeah. was That's right. right. Wild conspiracy theories. Um, go back and listen. Great fun time. Great fun time. I believe it was episode 150. Beautiful, oh. beautiful crowd. The two men were Australians Anthony Prince and Luke Carroll, 19-year-olds from near Byron Bay on the coast of New South Wales. Oh. How'd they get there? How'd they get over there? Oh, planes. Flew on a plane, yeah. Yeah, I forgot planes. The men, for a second. the men were in Vale on a working holiday, spending their time working at a sports store and snowboarding. So that's the brief summary of events. I'll now go into more detail to explain who these men, uh, how these men went from being snowboarders to bank robbers and why they came to be known as the Dumb and Dumber Bandits. Oh, I love... Oh, okay. I will now... <laughs> Yeah, cue amazing music. That was amazing yeah. music. I liked the ah at the bit. At and the it end. comes up and says, Dumb and Dumb and Robbers. <laughs> they started planning their trip when they were 18 and were excited for it to all come together. Prince later told the ABC's Australian Story. Are you familiar with the show? I Australian love Australian Story. story. Yes. 
It's like uh, for people, for non-Australians, what, what would you call it? It's like, it's just sort of like a... It's a profile. Say a long form 60 minutes? Y- yeah. Only it, it's... No, it's not 60 minutes. 60 minutes is more of a current affair programs, uh, news. Australian story is literally stories of Australians. It's a profile. Yes, yes exactly. For, I'm just trying to think of a comparable show. Like, a, this is your life. Oh, kind of, yeah. It just tells It tells. Not always interesting for, stories. Yeah, so it'll be a piece of someone's life or an event like in this yeah. case. This isn't a robbers. This is your <laughs> life. Mike Munro comes out with a velvet jail, like, Oh, my God, Michael. <laughs> Whose you. voice is this? <laughs> oh, that's the police officer who arrested me. Oh, my God, I haven't seen... Terence in four years. Oh, oh Terry. How are Terry. You? Oh, you prick. You sent me to jail. Oh, Terry. And they have a brawl. <laughs> yeah, like that. Much like that. <laughs> have we explained what the show is yet? Yeah, I think people get the idea. So, uh, this is what Prince said uh, when he was on ABC Australian Story. Vale was amazing. As soon as we drove into the area, I fell in love with it. It was a great job working nine to five in a sports store. We were given a lot of time off to hit the mountain, go snowboarding. Given season passes for as cheap as chips. So we're really looked after. Okay. Sounds like everything's going pretty well. Yeah, I mean... Sounds more, great. What more could you want? Prince said he, uh, they started to feel bulletproof over there and started pushing the boundary of ah. the law. The boundaries of the law. That's a phrase. <laughs> uh, they started going to nightclubs on fake IDs because obviously you've got to be 21 over there. Oh, yeah. I oh, See, that's why I think more American kids should come to Australia. But like if you're a, if you're an 18 19 year old just wait a couple of years before you go to the US not the drinking is everything you know but it would be nice nice to have the option yeah you want to have a vino with your dinner they've got a great craft brewery scene over there you know but american kids listening come to australia you can drink here it's fun safely yeah and responsibly yeah and you don't need it to have fun god no i don't no but let's wrap this up so we can go drink. <laughs> or come to Thailand where they don't give a shit how old you yeah, are. Yeah, they don't really care. So, yeah. So, that, the fake IDs thing, that's on the lower end, obviously. Yeah. No, that's the lower end just, of the boundary. Yeah. They're just feeling a bit confident. Yeah. Then they um, they started, you know, seeing some of their shops like Walmart. You could buy bow and arrows and guns and all sorts of things. And they're like, this is wild over here. You can, it feels like anything goes. They bought some paintball guns and apparently t- <laughs> took them home. Anything goes. We could get a shotgun. <laughs> Let's get some paintball guns. <laughs> so they took them home. I mean, they're just dipping their toe in, I guess. And they um, apparently was started shooting the paintball guns, read somewhere through their windows to on at passing cars and other houses. Uh, the cops came. The cops were called, and they were charged for that. Oh, I okay. I don't know what the fence is, but it, it was you know painting, unwanted painting of cars <laughs> in little ball. Look, if you're going to paint a car, you better finish what you started. Yeah. yeah. Your punishment is to shoot this car until it's all white. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a dad teaching his car not to smoke. Teaching his car not to smoke? <laughs> <That's what> I'm going to stand here until this entire packet of cigarettes has been shoved up the exhaust pipe. <laughs> and then we'll see. If you still think smoking's yeah, cool. That's right. 97 Corolla. Yeah. If you want to break down on the highway again, we'll see. Smoking on my watch. <laughs> Thought I wrote you better. That old cliche. <laughs> uh, in another incident, they found a credit card, and rather than handing it in, they tried to buy an iPod with it. <laughs> that dates this whole story a little bit. Yeah, this is one iPod, please. Um, and they would, 
they were found out for that as well. Prince, this is Prince again, Australian story, said, It was just out of greed, you know. I think that we thought no law applied to us and we had all this confidence and, you know, we felt like we could get away with anything. Even though they twice haven't... now they haven't gotten away with yeah. it. Yeah. The credit card didn't work and they've been arrested for shooting cars with paintballs. And yeah. they're like, we're bulletproof. <laughs> we... You guys can't do shit to us. Shoot your gun at me. I bet it wouldn't even hurt me. <laughs> I'm basically invisible to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> As they're putting cuffs on him. How'd you do that? <laughs> and if you I can't that- cuff air, man. <laughs> 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 if I'd been able to buy that iPod, I'd be listening to some pretty <laughs> cool rap music right now. But I wasn't. Somehow I was found out. <laughs> it's a mystery to me. <laughs> so these acted as... Stepping stones to the larger crime. Prince went on to say that it just seemed to escalate till the point where we were like, how crazy would it be to take these BB guns into that bank and rob it? That would be crazy, bro. You know, (laughs) it's a joke. This is all the quote. It was a small bank, two female employees, no security whatsoever. You'd be stupid not to try it. (laughs) I think that's the life that it took. It began with a joke. And it was, and then it just slowly subconsciously moved into something which was real. And we talked ourselves into it. I remember standing out the front of the bank making that decision. Let's do it. We're here now. Let's get it done. So I walked in first and Luke was behind me. Let's just, like, we're here. Let's just get it done. Get it over and done with. We're Run gonna, our errands. I mean, that we're going to rob this bank. So let's just do let's it. Just get it over and done. Talking about it like it's Christmas shopping. Yeah, I know. Like, all right, I've got presents for grandma. I got oh. one for my mom and my sister in law. Let's just get this over and done with. Let's get my brother rob done this now. Bank. <laughs> By robbing this bank and giving him cash. 130K, <laughs> wrapping it up, putting it under the tree. That's it. Michael, that's for you. Merry Christmas. I love you. You deserve it. <laughs> What's this blood? Stop asking questions. Don't worry about it. Who did I hurt for this? No, just a woman. Yeah, just Vasquez. <laughs> uh, they knew the bank well as it was their local bank. They were regulars there. <laughs> the regulars. Just the usual. Me. And two staff members there, so they probably know them. Yeah, the, the tellers knew them very well. <laughs> oh, my God. They cut distinctive figures too. One was tall and lanky, the other short and stocky. By the sounds of it, they were the only two Australian customers of the bank. Oh, my God. So, while there wasn't much they could do to hide their obvious frames, you'd assume that they would have barged in and started yelling in non-Australian accents. Get down! Get down! I would assume that, Matt, yes. Well, you'd assume wrong. (laughs) They barged in and started yelling in broad Australian accents. Get down, give us money. (laughs) Oh, get out, it's me, Luke. Can I can give us all the money? Come on! Oh, hi, Jessica. How are you? Are you good? Well, uh, why not? Oh, go on. I'll tell mum. Is that broad? It's pretty broad. I don't know. I, I mean, we have very sophisticated Australian. I think accents. I might have the broadest one of the three of us. I feel. Did I? Did my voice change when I was doing that? I was just saying, talking louder. Louder. Yeah. <laughs> Too right, I did. You know, I lived for five years in the country. First five. First five. We're talking fives. for all of those. Oh, right. Calling me a slowbo, eh? Yeah, you're a slowbo. So you weren't talking for the first four and a half. <laughs> I talked. I talked right. I talked my way out of there. <laughs> Mom, let me out. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm done in here. Get, get us out of here. I'm done. I'm cooked. Come on, Mum. Get the doctor. I'm ready. Come. Born ready. I was born ready. I'm not yet, but I will be born ready. I'm ready to be born ready. <laughs> Mum? Mum? <laughs> So they barged in. Uh, 
wearing yelling. their goggles, ski gear. They were they were snowboarders, so they had all their um, outfits ready to go. But I imagine that their outfits, the people know that they wear. Not necessarily. I think that you know, they, I think they might have even got special ones for it. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah, treat yourself. Um, and the the tellers said they didn't even think much of it. They're in a ski town. People come in wearing ski gear all the time. Uh, they don't normally brandish guns. So that was when they said, oh, something They were willing to make an exception. Yeah. Yeah. Keep this an one, open mind. This one's different. It's also been reported that they were wearing their name tags from their day job. Fuck me. You are not. No. You are kidding me. You dumb shit. It says sports power and then his name. Yeah. For God's sake. Amazing. So that was reported on in the media, but I'm sure it also came up in the court. Their lawyers mentioned it in the case. So um, Their own lawyers. Yeah. Their own lawyers think they're idiots. Yeah. Um, so and they would like to plead not guilty. <laughs> because that just feels more on brand for them. <laughs> they don't quite get it. <laughs> They're bulletproof. <laughs> what are you going to do? Get them, send them to jail forever? Can't. You even see them? <laughs> <laughs> you can't charge what you can't see. <laughs> uh, so, so giving clear giveaways to their identities wasn't the only blunder they made. According to Jessica Gunther, the teller, uh, when she was filling the pillow with cash, the pillowcases with cash, she got down to the small notes and assuming they wouldn't want to take the dollar bills, she asked, you want to carry all these $1 bills? And one of the guys, uh, I think it was Carol, replied, shut up, put everything in there, everything, hurry up. Gunther later told Australian Story, I was just thinking, you're so stupid. You want to carry around like five grand in dollar bills? <laughs> She's offering them help. You don't want this, do you? This is a waste of space. But it was like he thought she was tricking him or something. Shut up. So with these mind games of logic. It meant that their (laughs) getaway was difficult as they were hauling pillowcases so heavy with cash that they had to drag them all on the ground. They were so full they couldn't even close the tops. Fire out. They went into an alleyway to try and get as much of it as they could into backpacks. But it wouldn't all fit, so I had to abandon about two grand worth of dollar bills into the snow. And that's not plastic money like Australian no. money. Like that shit's just going to disintegrate. Yeah. And when you say their getaway, is their getaway just putting it into a backpack and then walking home? Uh, no. Apparently their getaway plan from there, which I do not understand, was to catch a ski lift. <laughs> <laughs> One ticket, good sir. No, they... I will be paying in cash. They used their ski passes. Well, they tapped on. Yeah, basically, which helped, you know, helped the prosecutors go, well, we know they were here at this time, no. moments after no. the... No! <laughs> um, so, yeah, so their plan was to... This is what they did. They caught a ski lift to the top of the mountain, snowboarded down with the backpacks full of cash, I don't understand why. Why go up to come back down? I don't know. <laughs> and then they went to... They just... I mean, they were going to go snowboarding I mean, that like, day anyway. I mean, we do this every day. May as well. I was wondering either it was it to... Was it like on an angle they came up one side and went down the other? Or was it because they were like, we're fleeing now. Let's do it one last time. Or I'm not sure. But anyway, the plan was to go uh, then to Denver Airport right. to get to Mexico. So it's snowboard to Denver Airport. Yeah, but I don't understand the snowboarding thing, but anyway. And yeah, the tapping on meant there was a record of exactly where that, where and when. Which, um, did they, they maybe feel like that would be like an alibi? I think I'm giving them too much credit. Could, yeah, maybe. maybe As in like, like, how could I have been robbing a bank when only a couple of minutes half an later? Hour later. <laughs> half an hour later, I was half an hour away. 
on a ski lift. Yeah. So with a bag of ca- oh no, oh, I've no, said no, too much. Said much. <laughs> Ryan Milburn was one of the cops who was first to arrive at the scene of the crime. Okay, the bank. <laughs> Officer Milburn's quite nice. Sorry yeah, to put like it that. into lingo there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said the bank tellers were able to give an, an amazing physical description of the of the culprits, saying one was so tall with an Australian accent and one was much shorter and stockier, also with an Australian accent. <laughs> he went on to say that through our contact with the previous BB gun incident, which I think is the paintball incident, oh yeah, uh, and then my previous contact with the credit card fraud, it pretty much screamed out to all of us that these were our main suspects. I would say we had them identified within eight minutes of the robbery. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, they're still walking to a ski lift. Yeah, and the cop's like, all right, well, we know who it is. Eight minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, when Prince and Carol got to Denver, they tried to get a flight to Mexico that afternoon, but they had to wait till the next day. Uh, but that gave them... Uh, the rest of the day to figure out what to do with all this cash. They hadn't even booked a flight. They hadn't even really looked up flights. No. Which, I mean, internet was around back then. Yeah, well, I think well and truly. Yeah, you definitely could have looked it up. Um, so, <laughs> so just go to the airport and go... Could have looked up the go... MySpace for Denver Airport and I would have probably said, you would, you know, top, top eight friends yeah. would have had some info about the next flights, I think. I forget how it used to work, but something One like that. One flight to Mexico, <laughs> good sir. I mean, there isn't a flight today. It's already gone. Um, maybe okay. tomorrow. Can I use my lift pass or... <laughs> to get to Mexico, no. Yes, yes to Mexico. N- yes, there's no ski lift I'll to Mexico. I'll go up a, a mountain that's high enough and then I'll come down the other side. Okay. To Mexico. I don't think you understand. <laughs> so now they had all day. They, all, they had the rest of their day and... And in that time, they'll figure out what to do with all that cash. I hope that they went to work. <laughs> yeah, they went back. <laughs> back to the sports Did an honest day's work. Yeah. Now, they hung out in Denver and they uh, had a multi-pronged attack uh, with what to do with this cash, the excess cash, because you can only take so much cash on a flight. Of course. Some of the things they did or tried to do was mail the cash home to Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I guess, just wrapped up in yeah, gaffer tape or something. Yeah. <laughs> to make it look pretty. Marked uh, as card only. <laughs> yeah. It weighs 25 kilos. <laughs> card only. Don't look at here, bad guys. It's a real thick card. It's a wad of card. Um, they also bought jewellery, including gold diamond rings. And Prince also said that he tried buying a Rolex with $5 bills. And he described <laughs> that experience as interesting. <laughs> but Which made it sound like he, they were like, we're you can't it. do that. Yeah. They also paid their taxi driver twenty grand. That, what? what that's one sixth of the money you've stolen. <laughs> it's a big chunk. Why yeah. is it to the? That must have been a hell of a trip. <laughs> maybe yeah. I wonder. I, I don't know how. If I don't know if that was from. Maybe it was from Vale to, to Denver. Let me see how far that is. <laughs> Nineteen minutes. <laughs> You get a thousand dollars per minute. Plus what? A little something for yourself. Plus I'm going to round it up because I hate numbers like 19. Like just go one more. You give me the change. An hour, uh, hour and forty. Yeah, it'd probably cost you about twenty k. <laughs> <laughs> They're bloody crooks. They're crooks. Uh, despite <laughs> all of this, when they got to the airport the following morning, they still had too much cash to get through customs. So they decided to chuck the excess in the bin. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay. Go find another taxi driver. 
Uh, before they did this, though, they went to into a bathroom and took photos posing with the cash. <laughs> <laughs> with a sign That's saying, a memento. Sign saying, yes, I did it. Prince remembers having, this is a quote, a weird feeling that this was going to come back to haunt him. Oh, and he just was this right. part. Just this part. Yeah. yeah, he did it anyway. Just the photo part. Yeah, as he's doing it. Mm. Oh, this feels like a bad idea. He, he was right. These photos would be uh, used as evidence by prosecutors. <laughs> but I like to think he was like, oh, this could be a bad idea. This is my bad side. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI. That's the money shot. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That. That I'm joke. applauding myself. That joke is the money shot. <laughs> I'm very tired. Maybe jet lagged. I don't know. <laughs> so I think these are some like the, I, I was familiar with these photos because they made, it made big news in Australia at the time, and it was the Australian media that dubbed them the Dumb and Dumber Bandits. Uh, the FBI had sent out an alert to transport hubs in the area, including the Denver airport, would be the main one, um, with photos and a description of the pair. Prince described arriving at the airport saying, we come strolling in side by side. They waited for us to just file through that custom section, which is a bottleneck. I gave my passport to this lady and she kind of looked at me and it was a bit of a strange look. And she's like, yes, sir. If you could just come through here, this security check over here, it's just a random check. Hmm. I was like, yes, sweet, whatever. (laughs) And by the time I looked up, there was probably about 30 police that just came out of nowhere with guns drawn screaming at us. Get on the floor. Don't move. Don't move. You're under arrest. And I thought to myself, yes, this is a pretty random security <laughs> check. <laughs> this oh. is totally random. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sweet, whatever. <laughs> As he gets on the floor. <laughs> cool. This is cool. 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 procedure. Cool. I'm fine. Happy. <laughs> whatever. Happy to, Happy to help. Hi, I've got no drugs or hey, anything on me. You're protecting us from the baddies. And I thank you for yeah. that. Happy to take five minutes out of my day to make sure we're all safe. <laughs> the Americans, they do security pretty full on. Yeah. I know you have to take your no shoes worries. off, but also yeah. now 30, 30 guns drawn at you as they uh, check, check in your pants. Okay. I don't know if that happened, to be honest, but you don't like to assume that uh, you don't like to assume anything, really. Pants were checked. Mistakes were made. Wait, was this... Where was this? This is at Denver Airport. They're still at Denver. They haven't yeah. even gotten... No, they've bought their tickets the next day and they're, they've chucked the money in the bin. Yeah, right. Sorry. And I thought they'd made it back to Australia or something. They yeah. haven't even done that. No, they only, they've only made two journeys. One or three, really. One's up a hill, yeah. one's down a hill, <laughs> yeah. and then they had a $20,000 taxi ride. <laughs> and now they're in Denver. That's it. That got is it. it. Yeah, got it. Sorry. And the police have known who they are 480 seconds after they <laughs> left the bank. <laughs> and this is now 24 hours <laughs> yeah. later. Brilliant. I like it. Kind of like like they obviously were just like we're get, they're gonna rock up at the airport. We know they're gonna be there. They had thirty people, cops waiting, FBI agents and stuff. Because uh, there nothing about you would be like, let's think outside the box with these two. I reckon they're gonna come up with a pretty wily escape plan. Yeah. Block all the exits. They the, the these cops are like. Yeah, they're going to be at the airport. Oh, look at that. They've paid for flights on a credit card. So we know exactly when they're leaving. Excellent. Like the head FBI guy didn't even have to say all units, go, go, go. They all just slowly walked up to them. I suppose I'll pull my gun out just for show. It's a little show. I haven't pulled my gun out in weeks. Giving my gun a bit of a rest. I'm bored. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate... Your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Um, so you went on to say of the arrest. And yeah, yeah that's a feeling like no other. <laughs> uh, for sure. Just feeling your heart just drop. Yeah, it was pretty intense. They cuffed us up, took us out back. And as we walked out, I could see all these fax machines and computers. That dates it as well, fax machines. All these fax machines and computers with our faces on it. And put us both into these holding tanks, separate. And they cuffed us to this little iron bed and that was that all over red rover (laughs) (laughs) Ridgey didge Ridgey didge all over red rover these are the aussiest dudes ever yeah um so yeah they're they they're now arrested and they were charged and sent to court they entered guilty pleas and with the amount of evidence against them it would have been wild to do otherwise (laughs) Um, what do you mean no I didn't do it no mistaken identity yeah (laughs) What are these photos on your Instagram? This is a setup. <laughs> Photoshop. I've been photoshopped. <laughs> they were up for a potential maximum sentence of 25 years. Oh, dear. And the prosecution asked for at least seven. The defense painted a picture of two hapless goofballs. Yeah, that's why I was saying they're wearing their name tags. You know, I was trying to make them idiots. These idiots, they don't deserve yeah. to go to away for 25 these years. These idiots just... won't survive in prison. Yeah. Um... But the defence painted a different picture saying, two athletic young men going into a bank with what looked like real firearms and pushing people around is an horrific event. You mean the prosecution? Yeah, what did I say? You said the defence twice. Okay, the prosecution. Then, yeah, sorry. that makes, that makes uh, sense. Do they, it sounds like they represented themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honour, Your Honor, I will actually, be representing myself. It's a horrific crime and then the other one gets up and says, we are too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the book at us. Don't throw anything at us. We can't even catch. <laughs> we're hopeless. And the other one's like, no, we're really athletic. <laughs> Everything's on purpose. There is some irony about me talking about these two dumb guys as I'm struggling to put a full sentence together. <laughs> uh, the Age newspaper in Australia reported on the adjudication at the time saying, tears flowed as Australia's bumbling bank robbing duo Luke Carroll and Anthony Prince and their parents made emotional pleas for mercy in a US court. The dramatic tear-filled speeches appeared to have helped the U.S. District Court Judge Philip Feger 
as he jailed the two in uh, the two mates nicknamed Dumb and Dumber by the press for far less than the maximum 25 year sentence. Carol was sentenced to five years in a US prison, while New Zealand board Prince was handed a four and a half year jail term. Wonder why. I think it, uh, my guess, and I don't know if I don't think the judge ever said this, but I, I think either read it or. I, I probably just read it, to be honest. I was going to say, oh, I put it together with my uh, nows. Oh, thanks, Poirot. <laughs> but I think he, he was the one who threw the woman to the ground. Carol. So, yeah. so he got more. The violent act. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if that Which makes I sense. think also made the crime a, a more full-on crime than yeah, it would have okay. been otherwise. Yep. If Rather they than didn't just robbing. touch him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like, also like how the age put in New Zealand board and prince. Yeah. Like, no. He's not one of ours. No. There's an unnecessary little factoid yeah, there. Yeah, it's... Uh, according to another report, they were also fined uh, with more than 21 grand to make up for the money not recovered from the robbery, which I hope is the taxi driver just got away with that oh, 20. That would be so sweet. But I imagine he would have... He would have... Like, how do they find that yeah, out? Yeah, for them to know. Yeah. I think he, he probably would have lost it. Um, but 20 grand... That's like 10 grand each. That's not that much. No. To but have the to pay five off. years in, apparently, everything I've read from this, especially, was the American jail system is brutal. Yeah. Um, and so would that mean that obviously, like five years would be up, ages ago now? Would they not be allowed back in the US? Yeah, that's ever right. or for yeah, just I a really long ever. time? Ever. Yeah. You can't even go to Disneyland, you dickheads. Not in America. Not the OG. No, but you can go to the one in where? Where did you go, Dave? Paris. I haven't been. No, I haven't I've been, been to Paris. There's Tokyo. Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai. Bloody hell! Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Really diluted the brand. Yeah, it's less fun now. <laughs> yeah, somehow that ruins the experience in uh, <laughs> LA and Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as you can probably tell from the lack of quotes from him, Luke Carroll has laid low since the crime, while Prince has been very open and public about his experiences, even writing a book about it called "Bank Robbery for Beginners." Oh my god. It's like he hasn't learned. <laughs> learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how you can get caught yeah. in forty-eight hours or less? I get, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a catchy title, I guess. But it, it you know it upset some people, including uh, bank teller Jessica Gunther, mm. who had forgiven Prince. Pr- Prince had written a handwritten letter to her around the time, um, saying how sorry he was, all that sort of stuff. And what I about think the she other sort one of forgave well? him. I think maybe yeah, maybe, maybe it was both, both of them. Yeah. yeah. And and apparently she sort of accepted his apology at the time, but when this book came out, um, she she told reporters that it made her feel incredibly violated and disrespected, Aww. saying for him to publish such pers- personal details about my horrifying experience in his words without any warning or my permission, and to share it with the world is a huge slap in the face for someone who reached out to him and stood up for him. Going on to say that it's hard to see him profiting from the crime when she and the other teller are still feeling the effects of it. Mm. The other teller, Kim Vasquez, uh, having ongoing pain from the injury. Oh. And, it, yeah, I think she uh, isn't able to play the sport. She likes to play and these sort of things. This, I mean, this is in 2010, so this was five years after the incident, which is now nine years ago. So, yeah. Um, I don't have an update on that, but obviously quite long-term effects from the injury. Uh, Far the, out. Sure. And like you say, profiting from crime is never a good thing. Yeah, which mm. you're not allowed to do in America, I believe. It's the son of Sam something or other, son of Sam rule. or, But um, obviously because it's published in Australia, that's some sort of a loophole around it maybe. Oh, that sucks. I'm not sure. Um, 
Prince calls the book a story of criminal stupidity and its very serious consequences. <laughs> in it, he talks about how he had to join a white supremacist gang in prison to survive. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck? He said it was all very divided racially in the prison system and you had to you had to join a gang. And he had to supposedly had to join a white supremacist gang. You can't just go about your business. Yeah, I read that. It's like, holy oh. shit. That's... Which gang would you join? Uh, probably the the Happy Friends. Yeah. Is that an option? The yeah. one that made Daisy Chains. <laughs> oh, the Daisy Chain twins. Yeah, the Daisy Chain twins. boys. There's only two. Is Matt one of them or...? Yeah, it's me and Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In American prison. Don't worry, we can handle ourselves. We hold the power yeah. in there. <laughs> Uh, in it, he also talks in the book. He also talks about being cut with a blade in an argument o- about changing TV Oof. channels. Got a deep gash. I, uh, I mean, you just wouldn't argue with anyone in there, would you? But I, but he talked about that as well. Like you can't, you can't, you have to stand up for yourself. Otherwise, it never ends. Even if you stand up for yourself and and you get beaten, that's better in the long term. He was saying. Wow. He's saying if someone cuts in front of you in line when you're uh, lining up for lunch, if you don't say anything, then you're going to be a target. Yeah, because you're easy. You're soft. Is that right? Yeah. I, I am easy and soft. <laughs> yeah, so you got to... Yeah, anyway. Dave, you are difficult and rock hard. All the time. <laughs> it's a, a really, Especially in prison. <laughs> this is a little bit like my... Uh, what I studied at uni was about criminology was... a a bit about this stuff, mainly more about Australian system, but it was talked about how like prisons systems, they often are just become places that are kind of criminal training grounds. They're not places that where you get rehabilitated. Mm. They just make people go in and come out even harder than when they went in. It's sort of, it, it doesn't seem like it makes much sense. Maybe it's not a good idea for you, Dave. Yeah. I, I couldn't come out any harder. You couldn't come out. It'd be dangerous now medically. Look, yeah. Dangerous for me and other people. The American system has a lot of privatized prisons, and so they make money from having prisoners. Oh, so there's no. It's kind of it's a weird system that rewards companies for for people being punished with jail terms. Isn't it? It's it's pretty fascinating sort of system, but it doesn't seem to. It seems pretty broken, but um, anyhow, it's uh, that is a long lapsed uh, degree. So I'm only going off very vague memories. <laughs> That was back in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. You'd you'd have to um you'd have to do a refresher course or something if you wanted to practice. Yeah, as a criminologist. (laughs) (laughs) And if and everyone needs a good criminologist, you know, like I've got my (laughs) chiropractor, my my psychologist, dietitian, but I am in the market for a new. You don't have a brain surgeon either, Jess. You know, there are a lot of things you don't have that are still worthwhile. Wow, Matt. Wow. Do you have a brain surgeon? Of course. <laughs> I've got him on retainer. I'm broke. <laughs> my brain's fine. I owe him a and lot that, of money. That will surprise listeners that my brain is fine. <laughs> like physically, mentally. Oh, boy. It bad in there. It bad. Okay. You look at me when I confess my feelings to you. It bad in there. Okay. It bad. Yep. She's tapping her head. It bad in here. For the record, uh, she's tapping her head. <laughs> okay, Trust. I wonder if you can hear it. Is that coming through? Oh, that's coming through. Yep. Loud yeah. and clear. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, his co-author 
um, who I'm not sure it even was, but the co-author of the book has contacted Gunther to say Prince was planning on using the proceeds to pay back his parents for all the money they had spent in the aftermath of the robbery. I guess they had to fly over. I don't know if they had to pay money for his defense and stuff like that, but um, that I don't know if that made her feel any better. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's he's making money out of this story. It's hurting yeah. me. That's, find another, get a job. Find another way to earn the money. Or I guess is what if it was like I'm donating all the money to a charity or something. Yeah. Like, okay. And and at least like I think one of the things that seems to like she mentioned <laughs> that he didn't tell her the first she heard about it was when he's promoting it. Yeah. No. Let her know. Let her know and, and fight. Go. Is this going to be an issue? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems. Seems like a weird thing to have Especially done. Especially if they was using their names. Mm. Then, then it's like... Well, oh. and their names are very readily available online. True, They've been yeah, reported the whole way through, so... Yeah, good point. Either way, I think, you know... Everyone would know. And we'll be she, able to find out. She was saying she, she had to quit. Like, I think they both moved on from the bank industry. She worked there since she was 17 or something. She went and studied and, and she, at that point, was struggling for work so it's like on top of her struggling to find work yeah. she's seen this guy who made her life a bit of a nightmare is making money off the story that nah, she was involved in it's not okay uh, are they both back in oz now you yes imagine? uh yes they are now both uh, back home in australia um and according to an article on news.com.au in 2010 um they this is the, when the article's from uh prince said that it uh, still good mates with Luke Carroll saying I still catch up with him for a surf I can confide in him he's my partner in crime oh. stop <laughs> you suck you suck you don't get to laugh about it you haven't learnt anything you dumbass I think well, it does sound like he has learnt but yeah he's sort of I don't, yeah, I don't know no the article also addressed the dumb and dumber tag quoting Prince as saying it's hard to shake it's the first thing people talk about dumb and dumber but I've come to terms with it. I've matured and I'm extremely confident about the person I am. I'm happy to laugh about it. Right, so it's confidence that got you in this mess in the first place. Maybe dial down some of that confidence. <laughs> you won't end up in jail. He said... I can buy a paintball gun. I can rob a bank. I'm a white supremacist now. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> confidence, baby. What? yeah. I'm And the way he told it was that he wasn't actually a white supremacist, no, so he, but he's in there yes. just like playing that. Having to join the gang. Yeah. Um, he, he went on to say, I'm extremely remorseful, but there's a flip side, and that is, and that it was a crazy funny thing, and it's okay to laugh. Obviously, it's a stupid thing that I did, and I deserve it. It's not, I mean, it's not that funny. Yeah, that, the problem is, I mean, the main problem is there are two people who've been scarred by this who are fully innocent That's in what it. I mean. And like... No, it's funny at the end of the outside day, outside of that, maybe, but it's funny to us laughing at all of the things that you did and and your overconfidence and stupidity, but the actual crime that you went to jail for is not funny. Yeah, it's it's that's it's a genuinely violent crime, and it's how terribly yeah. you didn't think things through, and that's what's funny. But you don't get to be in on that joke right. because you're just an idiot. It's like a Gunther. Um, said that when they first came in, she was like, she wasn't sure about the guns. She thought maybe they're fakes. But then she said um, when he was holding it to her head, saying, put the money in the bag, she was so scared that she couldn't even remember the combination for the safe that he's yelling at her. So she was, I mean, it's pretty traumatic stuff. Yeah, it's awful. So it's not funny. 
But I mean, then we uh, you've got not that this makes it better, but there are people like you know Chopper Reed was a um, which was another topic that I put up for the vote against this one, um, and he he wrote books and made money and became a sort of a public personality, and he's supposedly killed quite a few people. Yeah. But then the people he killed were they underworld figure? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I they're, they're sort of there's there's sort of it's like a a spectrum of fucked upness. But yeah. Anyway. Um, mm. Obviously, using fake IDs, that's on one end. Yeah. And then taking guns to a I never bank. did that, by the way. I never used a fake ID. Me either. Oh, what I did, did was unbelievable. I'd get in uh, before they put the security on the door. Yes. Hide in the toilets and then wait for long enough. How long are we talking? That's exactly what my high school boyfriend did because he was born <laughs> in the Feb the following year. Right. So he would do exactly that. We'd go to the knot. Did you go to the Knot? No, nah, that was that was my local uni pub. Yeah. I never went there. Uh, that's where we would go. We went to the Edgy. It was right across the road from our school. Yeah, okay. We'd go to the Knot and we'd get there at about uh, like six and have dinner and because security was on from eight, which is when most people turned up. And then when they came around and checked our IDs, he'd just go to the toilet and we'd message him when he could come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did I think, that several times. I think the security ended up figuring that out. They And when they did their – so they'd do a lap. Asking people for IDs who are already inside. And then they'd go into the toilets and go, well, you've been in here a long time. Everything Anyone, okay? Can you have, just slide your ID under the door. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember one time I the security were coming around. I didn't do this heaps of times, but one time I was um, security were coming around asking for IDs. And, they, and I, so I went to a table <laughs> of old people. Like, <laughs> not old. That, I thought of them as old people because I was 17, but they were probably like, you know, 28 or something. So I yeah, went up to old. them. Oh, practically dead. <laughs> went up to them and I was like, hey, what, yeah, you having a few drinks? How's it going? Sort of thing. So then security came down around to check ideas. You know, it would be like, he's not checking the old people too. Yeah. But he did. He came up to me and he goes, you are, you're, you're 18? I said, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. And he didn't, he didn't ask for ID. <gasps> and then... The rest of the table, oh, what do you do? So I'm like, I'm in this now. I'm in this line. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm a 22-year-old. And I just started, I just said everything about my older sister. I'm studying marketing and um, don't ask me any questions. And well, I... That's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say your real sister's name? Just in case, but, yeah. but if she's listening, we definitely know your name. Yes, we know your name. <laughs> and we know it's not it's Michelle. It's not Michelle. <laughs> that's right. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. You nailed it. <laughs> so... So he's saying it was stupid. Yeah. It's funny and um, whatever. I'm remorseful, we don't, but it's hilarious. I accept the dumb and dumber name. There's nothing I can do about that. I was an idiot. Yeah. I accept the name. Like, there's a choice here, man. Yeah. All right. Punishment fits the crime. I'm dumb and dumber. And then his friend uh, named Rashid Habib was on Australian Story as well. This is the last, last little bit I got for the report. Talking about the dumb and dumber name, he said... Yeah, he doesn't really care about the Dumb and Dubber tag. It all ended up actually helping him in the end because it showed that they were just two stupid kids that had gone to America and robbed a bank. And I guess their prison sentence reflected that. So he can't really complain about the Dumb and Dubber tag. They were pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But I think, and it does seem like that is that their lower sentence probably did come out of the the fact that they were seen as being you know real dumb they're just like oh these idiots they didn't really know what they were doing they were just all of a sudden robbing a bank and that's kind of how they told the story right and i was standing there I'm like all right let's do it yeah i guess let's do it like let's pull it off like a band-aid let's just get it done 
Yeah, yeah. Get it done. Get it over and done with. And yeah, I mean, yeah. So f- the amount of money they just chucked in bins, <laughs> or in the snow. or in the snow. That's insane. So it's the end of the Dumb and Dumber report. I do have one fun fact. <gasps> Yay! I'll just haven't done one of these for a while. Um, it's not super fun, but it's about the the town of Vale. I clicked on its Wikipedia page. I mm. always like to see the notable residents. Oh, I love it. Alumni. Vale, Colorado's notable residents include Metallica frontman James Hetfield. Oh. oh. This little ski town. He moved there not too long ago from his long-term home in the Bay Area so he could feel like a part of nature, as well as taking part in his favourite hobbies like hunting. And yelling, <laughs> you! <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but it- but he wanted to hunt with less judgment. He found in the Bay Area it was very judgy, and he used the word elites a few times. Elitist. Was he like out on a boat shooting a whale? <laughs> <laughs> the tourists watching off. Yeah, he's got a cannon. <laughs> Stop judging me. <laughs> you fucking Bay I'm in Metallica. Area. <laughs> elitists. He found that showing up with a deer on the bumper doesn't fly with the elitists of Marin County, where he's from. <laughs> so what he, he used a lot. He also said, and uh, another quote he said was. Um, their kind of organic eating didn't didn't jive with my kind of organic eating. I don't know what, what does that what mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> was he kicked out of a restaurant? <laughs> I'm not sure. He just sounds like he's the guy who calls up AM Radio to complain about the kids. I mean, yeah, kids these days. So he's a 50-year-old absolute multimillionaire and he's calling other people elitists. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always funny. The people who use elitists is always a little bit ironic. But... Um, <laughs> He also, they did one thing, and I'm not sure about this, that apparently it kicked up a bit of a stink. Um, There was a popular hiking trail that went through his property and he fenced off his part of the property so they couldn't, that trail Uh. couldn't go through there anymore. Part of me is like, yeah, that's a dick move. Does that really affect you? But the other part is like, I mean, it is private property. I guess he's able to do that if he wants to. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if you're on like quite a bit of property and it's nowhere near your house and people are just kind of skimming the corner of your property on a track that they've been walking for many, yeah. many, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, but if I it's like know. in your backyard and you like to be nude, <laughs> Yeah, then... imagine it's like through his, it takes in like his porch. Because <laughs> <laughs> stepping over his hammock on the front porch. <laughs> you have to swim through his pool to get to the other side. <laughs> Then I then I agree. You know, fence off his pool. Yeah. <laughs> it was for safety. The kids didn't want to fall. Oh, in. this oh. dick! <laughs> you fucking elitist. <laughs> but also, maybe it was. Maybe it was because um, neighbors were pissing him off, giving him trouble for the things he was, his hobbies and stuff. And he's like, "Well, fuck you, then. I'm cutting off your hiking trail." Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's funny how. People um, get older, get property and stuff, and yeah. all of a sudden become real petty with stuff. <laughs> There's some point in your life where you get real petty about... I guess when you've got property, it's a lot better of an opportunity to be petty. But imagine if you're on a hiking trail and you're like, oh, it says private property. We should make it through. You, then uh, James Hetfield <laughs> rocks up in his ute. Shooting at you with a moose gun <laughs> or something. <laughs> like a musket. <laughs> imagine he'd be a musket man. <laughs> musket. Musket man. <laughs> That's blasting on his radio. <laughs> I want to be a musket man. Is there any... Yeah. Was that a fun fact, Bob? That was pretty fun. Oh, crap. That was a fun uh, digression. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that whole report, man. That was oh, thank you so a much. wild story. Had you heard of that, Jess? Dumb and Dumber? It, I think that photo vaguely rings a bell, but maybe not. Let me pull... It's up. quite... It's so recent. Um, I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, like oh, I, said, I thought when you... I thought earlier, Dave, you were, you were being a bit knowing and you were holding back on... No. No. No, no, no. No memory of that. This is the photo, which I will post somewhere. 
Oh, no, I don't remember that. But that's oh, so That's his funny. photo in the bathroom. And it's that- not even like him <laughs> in the back. It's him like... Oh, it's a bad he's photo holding- too. He's doing fish... What do you call them? Duck lips? Yes. Yeah. They were got, very cool back then though, to be fair. He's got a stack in one hand and then the other hand is fanning out hundreds. Twenties. Oh, God. Well, these are the ones he was putting in the bin. <laughs> you wouldn't put hundreds in the bin. No, they probably would. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a tr- it's a tricky one. The the worst thing about it is that woman is still injured. There's something yeah, about him that right. I I kind of I'm 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 okay with him. But I don't it, like him. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard. He's just like he was a kid. He was 19. That's not that, that is the old. classic thing. I mean, it's that's like not young, that young. Yeah. And that is the classic thing. You know, the you forgive oh, boys being boys when mm. really not most people aren't <laughs> hold like. Knocking people to the ground. I mean, just for example, yeah, you and I never used a fake ID. Exactly. We didn't even go on the lowest end of their rebellion spectrum. <laughs> and for example... We hid in toilets. The other, <laughs> the other. I didn't. I waited until I was 18. <laughs> the other dumbest heist we've talked about recently, the Loomis Fargo heist. I'd describe that as a victimless crime almost because yeah. an employee of an armoured car business stole the money. Right. No one ever got hurt out of it. Yeah. And they were fucking dumb. Absolutely. Yeah. But these people, they have traumatized and hurt two ladies. Yeah. Right. So it's yes. not a victimless crime. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Far out. Uh, that, that, there was a victim in that other crime, cause the, the owners of that cash, I suppose. Yes, but they were insured as well. So I guess the insurance company is the victim. And <laughs> yeah. if they're the victim, I'm kind I don't of okay care. Yeah. I know you shouldn't be, but I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> I, the insurance <laughs> company is listening. Yeah. Poor old Amy. Lucky you're with Amy. Well, we just we just paid them back those millions with a free plug. <laughs> um, My so, parents still call it double AMI. Oh, I love that classic. Squire. Mm. Mm. Oh, Squire. Squire. So that brings us to everyone's favourite segment of the show. It's the fact quote or question. I can't believe we've taken this long to get to the best bit. Yeah. Everything else is preamble. And the fact, quote, or question section is where one of our Patreon supporters, um, and if you want to be a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash pod, and you get a whole bunch of different rewards, including bonus episodes. There's a big back catalog there. You also get uh, shout-outs, which we're going to do soon. You also get a weekly newsletter that Bop now writes. Yep. This time, she's going to be writing it poolside. And you'll be able to tell. Oh, it'll it'll be have a, a different vibe. It'll have a wet message. Also, I forgot about it. So, <laughs> thank you for the reminder, Matt. You should attach a photo. <laughs> yeah. So for, for people's of uh, my theater of, of the mind. My knees yeah, and be like yeah. hot dogs or legs. <laughs> am I right? Or, or work office for the day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, <laughs> did you see uh, Nick Capper's post of that yes. today? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at the <laughs> hotel where we, uh, we were last night, which has this beautiful view, and it, it says office for the day, and it's a photo of the beautiful view, and the top of his laptop, and you can just see Pornhub is open. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he, he loves that bit. He loves leaving Pornhub <laughs> it's very, accidentally With first. that beautiful view, was very funny. <laughs> um, so, what, one of the... Uh, one of the the big rewards patrons get if you're on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe slash Rest in Peace level, mm. you get uh, to give us a factor quote or a question. This week it's Kevin Ulysses Packrad. Oh, he's back! Kevin! Back for more, <gasps> Kevin. <laughs> and did we forget Kevin? <laughs> one of the other things you get to do uh, in the 
Patreon, in the Fat Quota Question segment, is give yourself a title. And Kevin's given himself the title of Vice Junior Lobby Boy in Training <laughs> of the Grand Do Go On Hotel. Uh, and his fact I'd be quote... The, I'd be the concierge oh, of the hotel. Well, you are. Then you are. If that's Hooray! what you be, that's what you are. Thank you. Dave's just picking up some room service, I think. What'd you get there, Dave? Fish tacos. <laughs> uh, fish tacos. Can I be a junior bellboy? Yes, yeah. you can. And I will be the senior bellboy. The biggest bellboy there is. <laughs> Bell end, thank you. Uh, Kevin's fact quote or question is a fact, and, he sa- and I'll read it. And as people know, I don't read these until I read them. And I'm reading it now. <laughs> Operation read. Here we go. One of my favourite facts about is wait oh okay one of my favourite facts about the band Rush I love that already that means he's got a lot of favourite facts but one of his favourite facts about the band Rush <laughs> is that their number one charting song isn't on any of their albums the song is called Take Off and is on the 1981 comedy album the Great White North album and featured Geddy Lee the lead singer of Rush. It was advertised as the hit single on the album and ended up peaking at number 16 on the Billboard Top 100, higher than any other Rush song had charted in America. This makes their best-selling song a song that has two Canadian stereotypes jabbering in the background. And he's linked to the song, which I guess I'll link in the show description. But it's basically it's a sketch where he's... I guess he sings on it or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is why I probably should read it ahead of time. We don't read them ahead of time. We don't watch your links ahead of time, but... Uh, so the but the point is that their highest rating song is on their album. Their highest rating song is like not really one of their songs. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Okay, uh, you're real nice to me. Okay, okay. This is uh, the hit single section of our album. Good day, good day. Uh, Getty Lee is here from Rush. Uh, hi, Getty. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, Getty? Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day. Good day. Good day. Uh, thanks. Okay, well, that, that does seem like a hit song to me. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good their non-hits are. Yeah, if I know hit music, and I do, yeah, that is one of them. As a radio DJ. That guess, is a hit music. Would you be spinning that track? Oh, I'd be spinning that track <laughs> on radio. Yeah. Where I work as a DJ. Oh, a disc <laughs> jockey. I jockey the discs, yes. <laughs> oh, is that what that means? Yeah, I ride them. You ride the discs. I ride the discs. Baby, I love it. Well, that is a good fact. I like that. And that band is in uh, "I Love You, Man." Right? Is that that? Yeah, that's them. So that that comic duo, their characters called Bob and Doug McKenzie. So they're like Canadian stereotypes slash brothers. And they, (laughs) it was a sketch in 1980. Bob is played by Rick Moranis (laughs) and Doug by Dave Thomas. Although originally created as filler to both satisfy and mock network Canadian content demands, the duo became a pop culture phenomenon in both Canada and the United States. Oh. Um, So it was satire, but then people loved it. (laughs) I get it. Oh, you get it. You get it. As a radio DJ. (laughs) Oh, as a radio disc jockey. I get it. So thanks so much for that fact, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin! Kevin! Um, I had an idea. So what we do at the end of the episode as well is that we like to thank some of our Patreons who contribute to the show um, and make this possible. And we like to give them a shout out. And if you want to be one of those people, you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. 
Is that right? Is it pod? Yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah, I nailed it. You guys never let me get this far. Um, and I did it. <laughs> and so, you're panicking. You're panicking. <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm spiralling. Help me. Someone take over. Um, and what we usually do is we make a bit of a game of it. And I've thought of one. Okay. I thought, because this one was Dumb and Dumber Bandits, I think we should give them all group names based on films. Oh, fantastic. Is that okay? Are they all bandits? Um, they can be bandits. Or do you want to think of something else as well? Or just bandits. I'm, I'm I, I love the word bandits. bandits so let's go bandits. I love the wet bandits and the sticky bandits. The BMX bandits. And yeah, the BMX those bandits. are the best the bandits, obviously. The big but big we're going to make bandits. some new bandits now. I'd love to uh, kick it off <laughs> if I could. Please. Because this is a very special moment for me. I'd love to thank from Fairburn, <laughs> Fairborn in Ohio. Fairburn. <laughs> David Nelson. David Ohio. <laughs> Do you, you believe it? I still can't believe we've got listeners in Ohio. Do you want it to be Ohio related then? Ohio. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Um, it, uh, oh, wait. It's movie related. All right. What about... I mean, you made the rules. I know, but I then forgot them. You can break the rules. Uh, is, where's Wayne's World set? Wayne's World is set in America. Yeah. In I thought that, Are they in Ohio? Um, Am I wrong? Oh, I in California. Why? Wayne's World. Let me look that up. Wayne's And there's World. people listening, screaming at the... Oh, they're from Aurora, Illinois. Aurora, Aurora Illinois. Illinois. Of course. And there's people were yelling that. And I'm sorry. All three of us have said we Which, love that movie. I was thinking Chicago. Movies. Is it? Is that near Aurora, Illinois? I don't know. I just banged my elbow, honestly. Did, it it hurts so much that, you know, when you... you like... We can't really function. Yeah. Uh, well, I've just Googled famous people from Ohio here. Okay. We've got Neil Armstrong. Okay. It's not a band. So what about Man on the Moon? Louis Bandits. Armstrong. Yeah. Bandits. <laughs> man on the Moon Bandits. First Man on the Moon. In brackets, Bandits. In brackets, Bandits. Yeah. Yeah, great. Bandit. What, or does he have a, a team? Uh, yeah, Michael Collins. Yeah. Stay <laughs> Michael Collins is the getaway driver. He's always the second fiddle. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. David and the Man on the Moon Bandits. I'd also love to thank from Houston, Texas, Rocket Country. There's a man on the moon. Where'd he begin? Houston with Norman Paz. Norman Paz. Or Norman Pay. Would that be a soft Z? I don't think so. <laughs> Norman Paz. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. A movie. Um, Man on the Moon. <laughs> Bandits. What are, they, are they all Jim Carrey films? <laughs> yeah, okay. All Dumb Jim. and Dumber. Yeah, man great. on the Moon. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, great. Okay, right. so. Okay. Yes Man. I feel, I've got a real positive feeling about Norman Paz. The Yes Man Bandits. Yes Man Bandits. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love that. So They're an improv troupe. Okay, they've all got to be Jim Carrey movies with man in the title. <laughs> are we right. getting too narrow now? <laughs> too narrow, Maybe. Uh, thank you, Norman Paz. And say yes and to your yes man bandit friends. Yes bandit. I hate myself so much. Don't. Never no. hate yourself. I just you want to thank yourself. some people? I'd love to thank some people. I'd like to thank from Kotati, California. I definitely said that wrong, but I like it. Kotati. And they should think about naming it that. Nissa Hess. Nissa Hess. Nissa Hess is a fantastic name, by the way. Somebody Kotati. <laughs> Yes. And what about the Batman Forever Bandit? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Woo! We did it. Woo! We got three. 
Batman Bandits. Three more. Which Batman was he in again? Batman Forever. He Batman was. Forever. Wasn't he the Puzz? Who was he? He was, was the, the Riddler. Riddler. <laughs> I was gonna say he was the pu- Puzzler. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remembered him having question marks on him, and I was like, yeah, yeah the Puzzler. The Puzzler. <laughs> that is. That's the one that Nick Mason told us the story of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his, handling his buffoonery. Yeah. yeah. I, Jim Carrey, I cannot handle your buffoonery. I will. I will not. No, it wasn't. I can't handle. It was. It was something. I very cannot sanction your sanction. buffoonery. Oh, and that came from. So eloquent. What's his name? I've forgotten forgot his fucking name. Oh, Dave. Tommy Lee Jones. I found another Tommy one. Tommy Lee Jones. Jack Nicholson. I'm fucking this up big oh, today. Have you found another one? Let's yeah. do it. Jess, who we got? We have got from Kingsford in New South Wales, Eric Lee. Eric Lee, Lee and the True Man Show <laughs> Bandits. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't believe we're doing so we are well. Doing this. Two more. We only need two more. Thank you so much, Eric Lee. Thank you, Eric Lee. The true man of my heart. <laughs> Dave, bring us home. I'd like to thank now from Droitwich in Worcestershire. That's a fantastic place. Droitwich, Worcestershire. I'd like to thank Ern Arrowsmith and the <laughs> Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, Uncredited Cameo Bandits. <laughs> well done. You Anchorman had one ready to go. Two. According to Wiki, he had an uncredited cameo in Anchorman 2 as Scott. wonder why uncredited. Scott Riles. There you go. So thank you so much to Ern Arrowsmith, the Anchorman 2, Uncredited Cameo <laughs> Bandits. <laughs> we got to do it. And Bob to bring us home. Oh, Dave, you got one. All more. right. Take us home with a shout out to... From Salford in Greater Manchester. Oh, I wonder if you were ever a member of the Salford Lads Club, which we visited last year. I'd like to thank, from Salford, Thomas Rees. Thomas Rees. What are Thomas's bandits? And the Cable Guy bandits. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Oh, I would have accepted Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Man. I thought about that. P-Man Pie. Apparently there's a film called Pecan Pie. Or Sonic, Sonic the Hedge Man. <laughs> Sonic. He's the, the bad guy in the new one. Sonic. Doctor Robotnik. Sonic. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank to so Thomas, much. Ern, Eric, Neeson, Norman, and David. And one last time, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Do Go On Pod. There's also a Facebook group, um, which we'll post posting a few little bits and pieces in there uh, of our travels. Well, I've posted one photo so far, but still. And, uh, it was of Jess and she was having a lovely sit. I was having a good sit. You know, I love a sit. We love a sit. I'm sitting right now and yeah. I'm loving it. So that really brings us very close to the end of the episode. Dave, is there anything else we need to say? No, we just need to say um, pray for us in uh, Kosamui. It's a tough life here. Yes. Yeah. Hope your thoughts are with us. If you're in Kosamui, uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, first show tomorrow night. Live on the beach, on the sands of Costa Milian. And we'll put one of... The, we're doing at least two. We're doing two live shows. Yeah, two yes. live shows here. So at least one of those will go out. out so you'll be able to um, hear. And the, the other one might be heard by Patreons. That's right. Ooh. So if you want to hear that, we've said the link many times, but you can uh, check that out. And all the links to all our stuff, including the email, the Facebook, the Instagram, the tweets, the merchandise. We don't uh, talk about that very much. Uh, you can go to dogoonpod.com. That's our website. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. And we've got the uh, the YouTube series. We're nearly up to date again, aren't we, Matt? With, with a bunch yeah, of live shows going up. I'm uh, working my way on that, but they're all, yeah, slowly um, being released every a few, couple of weeks at uh, youtube.com slash Pod. Oh, who would have thought? Would yeah. you believe? We did it. We bloody did it. 
Well, that uh, does bring us to the end of the episode. We have to go to the opening night party now and yeah, sorry, guys. engage we, in some business. We've got to go yeah. to a party. Sorry. Okay. You know. Business. Drinks. Well, networking. Networking. Uh, meeting with associates. That's right. Meeting big Moving weeks. and grooving. Moving and uh, grooving. Shaking and baking. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. Yesterday, Matt ate a Schnickers. I ate a Schnickers. Well, in anticipation. Well, it's the cards are funny. It was one in the little fridge and I... <laughs> he just, ate it. But ate then it. when he told us about it, he accidentally said Schnickers. Schnickers. And honestly, it's one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> it's definitely a story that for some reason keeps coming back up. Yeah. I ate a Schnickers. You wouldn't think that I would have been. I would have heard that back at me three or four times. I'm but gonna, I that. That's going to be my opening line tonight at this party. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Do you like Schnickers? You should meet Matt Stewart. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, as we said before. But until then, uh, thank you so much, and I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.